Welcome to The Shift, the podcast that empowers you to make a change in your life and chase your dreams with passion and purpose. If you are tired of feeling stuck in a life that doesn't fulfill you, if you have big dreams and ambitions but struggle to turn them into reality, if you want to break free from self-doubt and limited beliefs, Join us every week to listen to inspiring stories from regular people just like you, actionable insights, and the motivation you need to make the shift towards your own dreams. And please don't forget to share, subscribe, and leave us a review to help spread the message and inspire others. Hey guys, how's it going? Today we have a special guest. I have John Crutchfield in our show. Uh, well... So let me tell you just a little bit about uh, what I think about John. I think, so when I think about John, I think about mentor. Mentor with a big letter M. And uh, I, you know, I proud, I am proud to say that John is a mentor of mine. I really look up into what he's doing and uh, I really kind of follow uh, his uh, footsteps in a way. But I'll let John to introduce himself, and we're going to dive deeper into what made John shift to what he was doing before to what he is doing now. John, can you hear me? Yeah, man, I hear you good, Eugene. <laughs> Podcast host, man, I love this. I love this so much, you don't know how much I'm smiling. Oh, I guess. <laughs> so you know how much I'm smiling right now. Yes, I can see you, man. I can see you. Hey, tell about our listeners. Uh, what do you do now? What was your life look like uh, before you became a real estate investor? Yeah, so right now I'm a full-time real estate investor. I, I own a comprehensive real estate investing business. So not a real estate agent or a broker, but an investor. I buy assets for cash flow and appreciation and I get to live the life of my dreams because my tenants and my assets are paying for my liabilities. So that's what I do. I, I really like helping investors get great returns. So, you know, I love taking investor capital, finding projects to put it in to help grow their network, but also to help grow my company. So that's what I'm doing. I used to be a school teacher, started off as a school teacher. My mom is a teacher, still teaches right now. And ended up becoming a principal because that's the next step, right? And then took a job as a professor at a college because I had a degree and that's what they said you're supposed to do. <laughs> and uh, just, you know, had a doctorate degree, probably had a job that most people would envy if they cared about degrees and was making less than I make in a couple months now. So working for a whole year to like really have very little return. I love the community aspect of the job. I love community service, helping teach. I still teach right now real estate, but just from a financial perspective, if I'm the breadwinner of the household and I'm responsible for directing my family's financial future, that was not the way to do it. Wow. Yeah, coming from uh, being a teacher, moving on to the principal of the school and then completely switching 180 degrees and becoming a real estate investor. 180 degrees, really what it is. It is still a work in progress. And I still, believe it or not, 
have those days where I want to go back to doing it. I had a dream the other night that I was back teaching. So really? show right now on uh, ABC called Abbott Elementary. Okay. I'm all over the show because it reminds me of what it used to be like in the types of schools I used to teach in. So I think that's why I had the dreams because we're watching that show. My wife and I are watching that show on Tuesday nights. Yeah, wow. Well, I mean, hey, anything is possible if you can put your mind into it, right? Yeah, yeah. Anything's possible. And and look, I mean, it's it's the journey. Every day is is different. And, you know, I'm still learning. So I'm glad you invited me on this podcast to talk about it because we get to talk often about different things, but this is this is a good format. To see you shine, Jim. See you as the expert. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yes. Well, I'm uh, probably too far away from being an expert, but, you know, if I look up to people like you, that could probably happen pretty soon. You know, what's cool about creating networks of people that have similar things in, in common is that I think we all have stuff we look up to from each other. So I appreciate you saying that. But, you know, like when we first started talking, I always liked how thorough you are with, you know, your process, even with your podcast here, right? I have to tell how thorough and thoughtful and plan things before you do them. And believe it or not, that's not always my best characteristic. So, you know, I admire that about you as well. I appreciate it. Yes. But, uh, I think it, uh, it's something that uh, I'm also learning about myself because yes. I'm uh, more like a big picture guy. And sometimes, you know, Paying attention to too many details is not my forte. My wife is actually on the opposite side, is uh, very good at uh, paying attention to details. So I think uh, we made also we make a great team about because of that. They say, um, they say opposites attract. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but hey, I appreciate you saying that. I have seen Thank that you. true that opposites attract. I've seen that for sure. <laughs> I'll do well, so our show is about, uh, like, I want our listeners to know a little bit more about, like, what people actually did and in the past of, like, what thought process they had when they were trying to switch from uh, what they were doing in the past to something that they like doing. So... One question that I'd like to ask you is, tell me more about the time when you realized that you wanted to make a shift and what was going through your mind at that time. Yeah, so the main thing that was going through my mind is my wife was telling me, hey, look, you're you're working more hours than you ever have. I had a, an hour commute to work, an hour commute home every day. My kids were just becoming like able to talk and walk and you know her mom has been great being in our lives just helping us but she didn't have any help and she was married so you know at some point she she said it enough that I finally said hey look I, I need to do something different and we had had a few rentals here and there but hadn't really thought about running it as a business and you know just happened to have a conversation with the right guy who sparked my interest in entrepreneurship and owning my own company and went ahead and moved forward with it. So 
the rest is history. I can't tell you. Sometimes I look at my spreadsheets now and I'm like, geez, <laughs> like I was just sitting down with these two guys in my living room for my church. And now I, I've got a real estate company. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. And who was the guy who actually influenced you to go to the real estate? Yeah. So he's not on social media. He's not anywhere online. Roderick Tucker is his name. He's elder, my elder at church. And you know what he owns? I think he owns maybe 30, 40 rental properties, but he doesn't owe any money on them. And he's, he's like the teaching elder at the church who teaches Bible study. So it was kind of weird. One day we were, we were after church, we were doing like a little eat, you know, a fellowship mm-hmm. and he had his computer out and he had all these, he had this spreadsheet on it. And I went over and made a joke like, Hey, you need to focus on your Bible study, you know, whatever you don't work at church. And <laughs> he said, well, you actually need to come over here and sit down and let me show you what I do. And I sat down with him. That's, sparked my curiosity. And then a few weeks later, he was at my house with another guy teaching me how he does his business. Cause I was like, let's figure this out. Kind of this iconic moment in my business brother Tucker and, and one of our brothers McCullum, they both agree. They said, if you can run a school, you can run a real estate business. And when they said that it was just like a Eureka moment, like, I probably can run my own business. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm learning how to do that right now. So, <laughs> so they were, they were partially right. Yes. That's, that's awesome. What was, uh, I think, uh, those two, those two guys that, uh, influenced you to become a real estate investor, are they actually doing anything right now or are they still? Yeah. So, so teaching, teaching Bible. he's still an active real estate investor. I talked to him probably once a month. I mean, he's still doing deals. He's not, you know, I try not to tell people how much I've grown because they're like, man, like it took us 30 years to do this, but, <laughs> but yeah, he's still involved in a real estate business. The other guys started a trucking business and doing something different, but they're both still ser- serial entrepreneurs. That's awesome. would love probably to have those guys uh, on our show sometime. Yeah. I would, I need to get them on. Shoot, we need to get them on both of our podcasts. Because <laughs> I, nice. I, I sent one of them an email one day, just like a very gradual, like thankful email, just so he would know the experience that, like, what? Because I don't think people always know the impact of what they say and what that's going to have on you. So I sent him an email just thanking him for for that because he, he that conversation in my living room changed my life. Really did. Yeah, that's amazing. That's uh, that's truly amazing. You know, it's kind of a lot of people when they want to start something or they want to move from their W two job to become entrepreneur or they want to do something that they like. In addition to what they're doing, like there are a lot of limited beliefs, uh, a lot of challenges that people have in their minds. What was one of the limited beliefs that you had to conquer? to become what you became. So I'm still dealing with this. I mean, this is an everyday thing for me. I can't say that I've conquered my limiting beliefs. I think the biggest limiting belief was just like, it still sticks with me is like whether I deserve to be leading 
like my own company or whether I deserve to have the quality of life that we have. I mean, my wife and I will go to a nice dinner right now and, you know, like everybody's perspective is different, but I mean, if we spend a hundred dollars on the dinner between the two of us, we still think about whether we deserve to be there. Like that's one of those beliefs that, that I deal with. So if I'm sitting in front of a banker, I'm thinking, do I deserve to be in this room? If I'm sitting with other investors that are doing deals, I'm always admiring their deals more than I'm admiring my own. And that's, that's something that I deal with. You know, I, I look at the Trump tower. I was in Chicago one year, probably 2019 because it was before COVID, but I saw the Trump tower running. I was running through Chicago and we saw the tower with Trump's name on it. And my first thought was it, how amazing is that? My first thought was, man, could my name ever be on the tower? And the answer in my head was no. Right. Um, that's a limiting belief that I, that I deal with, but I know that it's just a limiting belief. And when you know what it is, you can conquer it because you can recognize it and you can push for it anyway. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. What sort of things you are, you are doing on your end to, to conquer that limited belief? Yeah. So I, I hang around other investors that I trust and I, I'm very transparent. I tell everybody almost everything because I need feedback on things that I'm doing. I talk to my dad almost every day because he's like my biggest coach. He checks in on me and I really appreciate that. So those are some things I'm doing. You know, I go to different masterminds. I'm a part of a different mastermind groups, but every day or every other day, I generally talk to the same one or two guys that are going to kind of help frame my point of view and my mindset. I listen to podcasts a lot too. So I'm trying to like train my mind to get out of those negative, negative thoughts. Well, that's, that's great. So let, so let me summarize what John just said for all the listeners. I think transparency, feedback, getting feedback from people that the problem is one step ahead of you, being in groups with people who are one step ahead of you or who actually do things a little bit different than you are. And, you know, listening to podcasts, reading books, I think this is all helps to conquer limited beliefs. Absolutely. Awesome. That's great, man. So another question that uh, I was very curious to ask you about, what is the, you know, based on your experience, based on the things that you've seen, what is the one tip that you would like to share with our listeners today so they they could actually go home and apply it right away if they want to make, you know, if they want to start making this shift. All right. I've thought a lot about this because I actually, I thought about what it was for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what it really is like the thing that nobody can teach you, like nobody can share with you is that you actually have to hustle. Right. Like, I don't know how to describe it in any other way, but this is not easy and you can fill your head with all kinds of information, but nobody can make you use it and nobody can make you use it to the point where you follow through completely with the process. 
So I meet a lot of people who they learn, okay, I need to find money. They learn, I need to find deals. They learn wholesaling, flipping, burring, rentals, Airbnb, commercial, apartments, storage buildings. You get my point? They learn all of it, but they don't actually do any of it. Um, I've actually got a, a one of my friends right now, I would call him one of my best friends that's doing his first four unit deal. And when I met him, he was terrified of his, out of his mind about doing a deal. And he is not a hustler. Okay. I'm just going to be honest. Like he's not somebody that's going to do a hundred deals in a year or something crazy. But what changed is that he got closer to me. Right. And I'm not pumping my own horn. I'm just saying the fact that we talk almost every other day. Right. And every time you talk to me, I'm talking about real estate, always talking about doing deals. It rubs off. And that's why I surround myself with other people that are hustlers. You know, my circle, you're part of that circle, right? We talk real estate. Yeah, we check on each other and how's your family? How's it going? How's your week? But ultimately, like we are motivating each other to grow our business. So the one tip I would suggest is like commit to doing something, like commit to actually putting what you learn into practice. And if you're one of those people who finds that difficult, like team up with somebody that's not like that. Like if you team up with me, we're going to do a deal. Now we're going to make some mistakes along the way. We're going to figure some things out. Oh, this is what happens if you don't think about that first, or this is what happens if you make a mistake, but you'll be doing deals. And there are a bunch of people like, you know, that are doing projects that you can get, you can like, what do they call it? Borrow their belief, right? If you don't have the belief, you're too scared, you're too worried, like get on the roller coaster with somebody who's not scared. You know, that's so what sure. I'm going to have to do when I jump off of my, my first plane, when I parachute, I'm getting up there with somebody who's fearless and who's going to tell me to jump and I'm going to jump because they're going to, I'm going to borrow their belief and it's going to happen. Yeah. So true. So true, man. Yeah. Those people who actually jump with you. They, they actually conquered their limited belief themselves by exp by doing this over, over, and over again, right? So they have already experienced doing that. And uh, yeah, I think you're totally right. You know, it's like hustle, follow through, uh, commit. And if you still have limited beliefs to what John was saying, partner up. Partner up with people who actually know what they're doing. Uh, see how you can provide value to those people. And slowly, little by little, I think uh, you could be up there. No, I know. I know they can. You know, I know they can. So now, uh, any interesting resources you can recommend to our listeners? Yeah. So if they want to become real estate investors, for example, in this case. Yeah. So like, I'm going to point you to Facebook probably first and foremost, because Facebook has these groups and groups can be very motivational. You get a lot of people with common interest in there. You know, of course, I've run a group called the Wealth and Real Estate Facebook group. Some of my mentors, you know, we've got the My First Million and Multifamily group with Jennings Smith. You've got the Mark Evans family, right? DM. You've got Tim Bratz, 
his legacy family group, but try to find a multi, like a, a group on real estate investing. I think there's one in there called the Burr, B-R-R-R-R invest group with Nate Marger, but try to find a group that you can get a part of where you can create real connections with other people. That would be one of the resources that I would recommend if you're trying to get started. I listen to the Dave Ramsey podcast to get started. He doesn't really talk about borrowing money for real estate, but he does help you get your finances in order, helps you budget your money and look at what's coming in and what's going out. That was very helpful for me. Also listen to the Bigger Pockets podcast, and I'm a, I'm a prime member on Bigger Pockets, and I post there regularly as well. So Bigger Pockets is is a great community for real estate investors. They also have a great podcast, super informative. The guys there are both entertaining and educational. So I really, really like that. Brandon and his team with, with Bigger Pockets. Of course, I've got a bookshelf over here of stuff. Just glancing over there. I see Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's a good mindset book. I see Never Split the Difference. That's a good book on negotiation, how to, how to negotiate. Bunch of Robert Kiyosaki books over there. Fake, fake helps you think about money, what the value of money, how money circulates. Tim Ferriss, what does that say? Tim Ferriss, Tools of Titan. That's a good book too. They I haven't read that far. Tools, Tools of Titans. Tim Ferriss. That's one where they've got a bunch of titans, bunch of real estate entrepreneurs that really successful. And each one of them it gives their profile and what they use. It's not just real estate. It's like things that they do in their life that they, they call like a tool. So everything from eating healthy to sleep to, you know, tactics that they use in negotiation to investing strategies, all that. They've got so many strategies in that book. It's a really good one, but that's a long answer to your question. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's a long list of resources. Yeah. And guys, you know, we're going to, we're going to put those, uh, some, some of those resources in our show notes, but go check out what John just mentioned. Facebook groups, books, podcasts, whatever you're interested in, if you want to do fix and flips, go and find Facebook groups with where people do fix and flips. If you're interested in investing in multifamily apartments, go and find Facebook groups and find people that are already doing that. So John, you know, that this is a great list of resources. Thanks, man. Besides all of this that uh, we just talked about, what's next for John? What is your next big goal? And what is the next milestone that you would like to hit? How are you thinking of uh, achieving that? And so, like, great that you asked me that question today because, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been, I've been scaling the business for, for six years. I've been really hustling really hard. We, we own everything from motels to storage buildings to, to single family homes, to apartments. I've got a couple of commercial buildings, so I'm doing all kinds of stuff. We flip houses, we wholesale, we do rentals. And so I've kind of experienced a lot of real estate gain, but I've also been scaling very quickly. And when you scale very quickly, there's a lot of loose ends that you need to go back and tie up. So. That's really what this year is about for me is becoming more efficient in some of our processes and practices, hiring the right people and making sure that I have the right people in the right seats in my company. 
So I want to get more efficient. And that's, that's really what's next right now is let's just kind of iron out some of the kinks that are, are showing themselves right now because we've just been buying so fast. Still buying properties, looking to do large multifamily or commercial deals, uh, looking to do a lot of burr investing. So I'm still buying properties, fixing them up, renting them out, and then refinancing them with a bank, hopefully around 65 to 75% equity. And that's really what I'm, you know, what I'm focused on right now is is adding to the portfolio in a safe way, which I found the Burr strategy to really be a safe way to invest in real estate. Awesome. Thanks for sharing, man. I pre- really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks for the invite, man. <laughs> hey, you know, I cannot let you go just yet. We have a fun round that uh, right. I'd like I'd like people to actually get to know you a little bit better and uh, how you think and what you're all about. So, you know, standard five, six questions that questions that I always ask people. And, you know, think fast. All right. So Try. think fast. <laughs> think fast. It doesn't have to be like uh, very long answers, but more like a, you know, fun, more like fun questions where we get the, you know, think fast and answer fast. Okay. I'll try. All right. Ready? Go. <laughs> All right. Let's go back for a second to elementary and middle school years. What was the younger version of John look like at that time? Ooh, man, I had all these big glasses. I was very skinny, like super skinny, tall, but really linky. <laughs> and uh, okay. I was like the nerd. If you have a picture of a nerd in your head, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that right now. <laughs> <laughs> what is your go-to Halloween costume? Ooh, I'm not a Halloween costume person. My favorite one recently, my wife had me dressed up as ketchup and she was the mother <laughs> and we were matching and my kid was like the hot dog. So <laughs> nice. Love love the theme. Love love the theme, man. Love the theme. Yes. If you were to describe yourself with only one word, what would it be? Blessed. Menacely blessed. Oh, very interesting. What was that one question you always wanted to be asked by someone who interviewed you, but never did? Look, I haven't been interviewed enough times to, to think of that one. <laughs> I don't know. So there, there's your answer. I always tell my son never to say, I don't know. I don't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No worries. Let's move on. If in 100 years, okay. If in 100 years, science fails to save us all, and all that is left is a book about your life. Yeah. Who would the ti- what would the title be? And what would the blurb tell us about John? Man, I got so much work to do before before I could ever get to a place where where that that could happen. But what I'm hoping one day is that I will have been a blessing to other people. I see the world that we live in, how crazy it is. I see so many people in situations that I couldn't even imagine bearing. And I just want to bless other people, help other people. I want my family to have a great life so that they can continue that process of blessing other people. You know, Dave Ramsey has this thing he says about, you know, they ask him how he's doing and he says, you know, better than I deserve. (laughs) I mean, seriously, like, the life that I live right now, you know, we've got problems just like anybody else. We've got 
issues. You know, some days my bank account balance is like, you know, frustrating, but it's a better life than I deserve. You know, um, it truly is. And so I hope that I get done. I will have blessed others. There will be people that benefited from the work that I'm doing. And my family continues that legacy on for, for generations. Awesome. And the last question is, tell us something about that most people don't know about yourself, about you. Yeah. So who, it depends on when you met me. Most people don't know that in high school, I was a rapper. In high school, I would be the kid where the kids would beat on the desk in the cafeteria. And I was the kid that got up and rapped. I actually have a rap album that I listened to sometimes of myself rapping from when I was 14, 15, 16 years old. Do you have an album? I have an album. It's not on Apple. It's not posted anywhere. But yeah, I have an album. And maybe one of these days it's going to get released. <laughs> Man, you got to send it to me. I want to listen to it. Hey, look, I'll, I'll probably make it, if I ever did release it, probably would make it an NFT so that it could really like help some people in the future. So as little as I know about NFTs, I know that if I ever released it, it probably would be an NFT. <laughs> okay. Um, with all my A, I, O, <laughs> all those letters. Yeah, I'm somebody gonna do that. Cool, yeah. All right, so, and last question. Tell us about something that uh, we don't know about you. Yeah, so a lot of people don't know that in high school, I was a rapper. So um, I was that kid in the cafeteria that, you know, people would start beating on the tables and I would get up and I would make a rap up out of thin air. And in my bedroom closet, as a kid, I had a, a studio. I had microphone and a little laptop and we would record beats on a program called Fruity Loops. <laughs> and I was all right actually recorded an album i recorded albums for other people in high school thought i was going to be a rapper of course and no way i know it's crazy you, you wouldn't saw if you if you heard it you would be like this is not the same <laughs> well hey i want i want to listen to it can you listen to it hey i was that's what i was saying uh, uh if if i ever do release it i probably would release it as an nft uh, just with what i learned <laughs> about nfts i know this would be something of value <laughs> And I need to make sure it's digitized forever. So I'm still trying to learn about these NFTs. But yeah, it may happen one day in the in the far distant future. <laughs> nice, nice. No, I definitely want to listen to it. I think it's going to be fun. If I'm jogging, sometimes I will listen to them because they're on my iPhone. And I have about 40, 50 songs that I recorded as a kid. I'd have to pick from the best wow. six and, uh, and try to release them. Did you actually write? Did you actually write those songs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine like you're this high school kid with nothing but time. After you get off of school, you're writing raps. You're writing raps during the school day in class, and then you get home and I wrote beats and recorded instrumentals and all kinds of stuff. So I play piano, all that. I wouldn't say at all that you were ever man. <laughs> I, I didn't even have a bad question. <laughs> question that I don't know. That's, not, that's awesome. <laughs> John, tell people how they can find you. 
Oh man, I, you can find me on Facebook. That's where you can find me. I'm, I have a group called the Wealth and Real Estate Facebook group where I'm pretty active. And I have a Facebook, you know, Jonathan Crutchfield is my name. And I also have an Instagram at Grab the Map, which is the name of my company. And I also have a TikTok at Grab the Map. So you can find me there. I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm learning how to use LinkedIn. So that's kind of shaky, but I'm, I'm online, easy to Google. Awesome. And, uh, you know, guys, for those of you who, wants, who want to connect with John, we're going to put all the links about John in our show notes. And I do recommend, you know, start connecting with John if you want to learn more about real estate investing. Great guy. Great, great group on Facebook. I'm actually a part of that group. And, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's a great vehicle to start learning about uh, real estate investing in general. And from that, you can actually figure out what you want to do. Yeah, I, I just want to thank you again, Eugene, for doing this podcast, for making the invite. I mean, I guess I've known you for getting close to a year now, but just watching you evolve and watching you progress. This is what I love about real estate investing is like you can start a journey and watch everybody growing and what everybody's doing. And if there's no business like this, so many people share information with each other, help each other get deals done. It's just, it's great. So congratulations on your podcast. Keep doing deals, man. Thank you for your help and some of the deals I'm working on and let's keep it moving. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, just to let everyone know, I guess we're going to pull the curtain a little bit up. You know, John and I do work on some, some of the deals and we partner up. Absolutely. So, thank you, John, for that. But hey, man, it was a pleasure having you on our show. I know you you and I will be connecting very soon. We're going to talk about shop as always. <laughs> and uh, I'll be seeing you, brother. Dude, take care. All right, you too. Bye. We hope that today's episode has inspired you to take action towards building the life you've always wanted. Don't forget to leave us a review, share, and subscribe to our podcast for more empowering stories, actionable insights, and motivation to help you make the shift towards your own dreams. Thanks again for listening to The Shift.